everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. What did David write in his journal after Nathan came and confronted him about his sin with Bathsheba? It's exactly what we're talking about today. I'm actually kind of excited to jump into this. We are looking at Psalm 32, 51, 86, and 122. It's weird that you put it that way because it sounds like... <laughs> Sounds like when I was in like third grade and I used to write in my diaries all the time about the boys I liked. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, but like a sad prayer journal for David. Super sad actually. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting when you, when we were reading over these uh, four chapters, those first two, 30, what is it? 32 and 32 and 51. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about how they are very similar mm-hmm. in that, um, and actually, it's funny because I've heard 51 many times as a child, like, singing these It's actually a song. Songs. Yeah. Yeah, like, in kids' clubs and stuff. But it's so interesting that, like, this is actually, like, a really sad, um, like, humility song in a way uh, because David is pretty much asking the Lord, like, oh, my word, I really messed up. Please forgive me and, like, create a clean heart in me. Um, restore unto me. What is it? Restore unto me the joy, the joy of, your of your salvation and renew a right spirit within me. Like, shoot. Like, I've heard those songs and sang those songs so many times as a child, but putting it into perspective of David just being so, um, like, remorseful of the things that he had done, not only with Bathsheba, but also to Uriah and then lying about it. Like, just all that craziness. There is, like, there is a moment of... Um, kind of just like wanting that restoration. It's he's not like one of those like real schizos that you know does a terrible thing and just well whatever just put it under the rug. He did for a while, but he came around, which yeah. is exciting. I just think if David was a real person that we knew today, like it's easy oh, man, when yeah. you when you've heard the story over and over and over, but you think about a king in authority mm-hmm. who basically like takes advantage of another man's wife multiple people actually has her husband murdered uh lies and lies and lies because this is this didn't all happen in one day right uh he avoided the war he stayed at home Mm -hmm. he stayed at home and took advantage of soldiers wives um i don't think he'd be a very popular dude so this is one of those deals where it's really good to be drawn into the story and realize that this is a real person with a real story with real people surrounding him and I don't think we would receive this dude as really that great. Mm-hmm. But reading through these Psalms, it is interesting to see his actual thoughts about them, right? David wrote Psalm 51. We know that's true. And it's widely understood that he wrote this processing his sin. And you can see mm-hmm. like a true repentant heart. Um, I, can, I just, I like it because... I don't know that that would necessarily ever be the case today. I feel like just so much rides on it. But I like the humility that he's kind of just putting out there after the fact. We're pretty much going to be looking today at Psalm 32 and Psalm 51. Uh, They can be classified as penitential psalms, which is a fancy word that sort of means repentant psalms. These are songs that were written in response to sin. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing that sticks out to me first, before we jump into 51, which is a little bit more well-known, Psalm 32 is interesting because in verse 3, 
It says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away Mm -hmm. through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. Uh, For anybody that's ever ever tried to hide anything. You just feel that pressure. That is real, Mm -hmm. right? So the psalmist is saying, when I was trying to hide my sin from God, when I was trying to hide my sin from others, I was pressed and crushed. It just doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. And you can see it and you, I'm sure... If you've ever tried to hide anything, you've experienced it. Um, And then look at verse five. It all turns. I acknowledge my sin to you and I did not cover up my iniquity. Well, kind of, David. You kind of did. Uriah would disagree (laughs) with that. Maybe it's not anymore. (laughs) I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. One of the most scandalous things of this Bathsheba story. If you didn't check out yesterday's episode, you should go listen to it. One of the most scandalous things is that David does all these terrible things. And when he confesses his sin, God forgives him. It's like, boom. Okay. I forgive you. So, and, and then the rest of it is about his experience of forgiveness. I think it also helps him to be more relatable too. Because I think we related to him a lot when he was just this little shepherd boy. But then, for some reason, once he becomes king, in my mind, it's like, oh, man, like, I don't I don't know what that, that's like. But he still deals and struggles with a lot of the same, I mean, maybe not to the same intensity, but a lot of the same things that we do. Like, feeling that pressure of sin and that separation from God, but also the immediate restoration and peace of, like, recognizing and confessing that. So having looked a little bit at Psalm 32, uh, let's move into Psalm 51. It's sort of odd, but I think Psalm 51 is one of my favorite psalms. Like, I I really, really like it. You like the song. I do. I do like the song. Um, But also, I like the concepts that are here. So it's not like, it's not like I'm just constantly in a place of harboring secret sins. I love the, (laughs) I like the theology that's in this psalm. I like the repentant heart that is present. And so if you think of this, this is the one that's recognized as what David wrote after his sin with Bathsheba. Uh, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. I So often as we're doing this full read through the Bible, Old Testament people, right? David lived in the time of the covenants in the Old Testament he understood God to be gracious and forgiving and loving. This this new idea that God in the Old Testament was judgmental and rude and loved to kill people is insane because the people who actually wrote the Old Testament knew that God was gracious and loving and forgiving. And so here you have David casting himself before God. Uh, also in verse five, he says, for I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. This is the <laughs> idea of original sin. So there's this idea out there that original sin didn't exist until Augustine. This might be like in the Bible nerd category. Um, But some people will teach that the church did not believe in original sin. That is, you're born with sin until Augustine developed that idea in the late 300s and early 400s. But here we have David writing, saying, like, my mother bore me into sin. That's original sin. Mm -hmm. So all of us are affected Mm -hmm. by sin immediately. Yeah, that's interesting. I also noticed that part as well. Um, But that's always been like a really, I guess, naive thought in my mind. Like, well, when does a child, like, when do they first sin? But it is like, it is a part of your nature at conception. Yeah. What? Yeah, we have inherited the sin of Adam. Yep. 
um, and we can only be saved by the lack of sin of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really interesting. Um, and then probably like the most popular lines of this psalm, uh, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. I super resonate with that. So there's, again, I'm not dealing with secret sin all the time, but there are times when my attitude is not good mm-hmm. and my, my mindset is not positive and I quickly fall into cynicism. And there are many times where I'm like, oh no. I'm being super cynical and negative. God, I need you to create a clean heart in me. Yeah. So I just, I love that language, like create in me a mm-hmm. clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. Like, oh man, I need God to do that for me like all the time. Yeah. Well, and even the next part too. I really like the verse 11, cast me not away from your presence. Because obviously when we are in that place that you're talking about, we we can't also be like fully in the presence of God like, able to communicate with him. Like, I don't know. Like, our, our relationship with him is not complete when we are still harboring those things, whatever level of sin that might be, um, until we repent and give it over to him. The second part of that line, and take not your Holy Spirit from yeah. me. What does that suggest? Well, it's it's really interesting. So, I try to think of it in terms of David writing this. Like, what would have been in his mind as he's writing this? What I think, and this is not the scholarly answer. This is the Ryan Zook extra credit answer. I think if David is in this place of secret sin and he is trying to be right before God, I think he's probably experiencing that disconnect from God. So David actually, uh, David was indwelt with the Holy Spirit. We've talked about how in the Old Testament, specific people were indwelt at specific times for specific purposes. David definitely knew what it meant to be indwelt by the Holy Spirit And sin gets in the way of the Holy Spirit working in your life. We believe that today. So I think David was experiencing distance from the Holy Spirit. And I think David was saying, God, please do not do this. Like, please allow your spirit to work within me. And so even today, like if you're struggling with sin, uh, you're going to experience distance from God. And I think David is writing this out of distance from God. Well, something else that's interesting, our study Bible says in the footnotes Some scholars argue that David is basically asking that God does not remove the anointing of kinship from Uh, him. Yeah, from kingship. Um, Which is interesting because that's what happened to Saul. Um, His kingship was taken away and Samuel was like, nope, it's not you anymore. David. Yeah, actually, even even further than that, uh, God's Holy Spirit was taken from Saul when the kingdom was beginning to be taken from Saul. Uh, God actually took the Holy Spirit away from Saul and replaced it with a wicked spirit. And so David probably to some degree was like, oh my goodness. Please don't do that to me. Am I like Saul? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Saul, we know, just continued to descend further and further into deceit. And here we have David repenting and turning from the deceit to be in the light. Um, why does it say our our study Bible also says it does not teach that believers may in fact lose the Holy Spirit. So how does that, is that talking about like us today experiencing Jesus or is that because that's confusing and a little conflicting with Saul then? Well, it so believers today are in a different seat okay, than, gotcha. than Saul because Saul lived in a time when right. the Holy Spirit came in a specific time and a specific purpose. Today, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. And I mean, different believers have different degrees of closeness with the Holy Spirit. Um, but it is saying that we can basically like we can afflict the Holy Spirit in our lives, but we cannot destroy the Holy Spirit in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so if you are a genuine believer, if you are um, like authentically following Jesus, 
the Holy Spirit will not be taken from you, but you can actually like put the Holy Spirit in a box and keep it pretty far away from you. Yeah. So when you're pursuing sin, you feel distant from God because his spirit is not active in your life. But oftentimes it is his spirit that is like, hey, you got to get right with that sin in your yeah, life. Yeah. Like you need to repent. You need to turn back to me. So yeah, it, it, they're trying to clear that up. So David is going to close out this psalm with the concept we've actually been hitting on a lot recently. Uh, verse 16, for you will not delight in sacrifice or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. Basically, David is saying, it's not, I don't need to go out and kill a bunch of bulls. I don't need to go out and kill some more rams. What I need to do is have a right spirit, a contrite heart. I need to be humble before God. Uh, I need my faith to be enriched as I follow God. That will bring more glory to God than just killing more bulls. And so we've been seeing that idea pop up over and over in these Psalms. I think these are powerful Psalms. I really, really like them. I invite you to go back and read them for yourself and think about them today. Uh, Jenny, how about a your part for today? I think one that's pretty obvious is like the need for repentance and coming to a like full and complete relationship with God by not harboring those things. And I think David's situation, they were very obvious flaws that he was dealing with, obvious sins, and we can like point those out pretty easily. It's those sins in our lives that I think you were kind of alluding to earlier are ones that we can just kind of let slip or fly under the radar often. Um, so I would encourage you today, especially even for myself, dealing with um, just like being very cynical uh, being negative, complaining, um, talking about others behind their backs, arguing, those types of things where those are sins that are present. We don't necessarily see them as such because it's just sometimes become such a normal part of who we are in our day, our conversation. Um, but really just releasing those things to the Lord in an attempt to draw ourselves closer to him. And ultimately, like we were talking about, um, creating a clean heart in us that we can... Um, represent him well and like remove ourselves from those sins that hold us back from him so uh, that's our take for today and we will uh, see you guys back for some more david tomorrow thanks so much for listening to our take today before we get into the reading if we could just ask you one thing uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word. And your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away, through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as the heat of the summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with the shouts of deliverance. 
I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like the horse or the mule without understanding, which must be curbed with a bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Psalm 51 Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in the truth and the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise, for you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You would not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the right sacrifices, in burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Psalm 86 Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am godly. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all the day. Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace. In the day of my trouble I call upon you, for you answer me. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever. For great is your steadfast love toward me. You have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. O God, insolent men have risen up against me. A band of ruthless men seek my life, and they do not set you before them. But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Turn to me and be gracious to me. Give your strength to your servant and save the son of your maidservant. Show me a sign of your favor that those who hate me may see and be put to shame because you, O Lord, have helped me and comforted me. Psalm 122. 
I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together, to which the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. There, thrones for judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, Peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.